0: In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some
1: problems over here right now, we might have a hijack over here too. This is a Conspiracy Indoctrination Program. Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in a mystery. Connections will be made, and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. what's going on everybody hi good night hello everybody <laughs> good night i love fracking i am a fracker <laughs> no you're not a fracker oh <laughs> welcome back to the conspiracy indoctrination <laughs> program CoIndoc pro episode 35 i think right shoot <laughs> um uh we've missed a couple episodes because uh somebody was weak sauce around here finally, it wasn't me finally it wasn't me it was the other jake it was it was me it was me uh episode 35 yep <laughs> so yep we've been out for a couple weeks i went down for the count dude i got uh i got the uh the new funk the rsv shiz. yep we're all going to get it tonight. Yep. Took me out of commish. It was bad. It was actually worse than when well, I had COVID last year. Oh, I thought this was worse than COVID. But you know what? Made me stronger. I was going to say. Don't I look stronger? Your dick looks huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Duh. For once. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that's your opinion, <laughs> Um.
0: By the way we don't we don't wear pants when we're doing this so yeah this is a no pants episode <laughs> yep
1: anything beyond episode 20 was no pants yeah, required just like
0: we decided nope
1: no pants yep so all of you that were listening
0: yep awkward yeah you didn't even know
1: well we're gonna start doing video cast now because we're not wearing pants. yeah it's <laughs> just under the table Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna sit web sit webcams underneath the table. <laughs>
0: It'd be lots of big black blacked out spots because I mean yeah. I mean under this table I mean it would just be like yeah, fucking
1: we'll, three elements legs. Yeah, yeah. But, and the lighting is not very good. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give myself an out. There's the lighting's not very good. <laughs> uh, episode thirty five already off the rails. We've been gone for two weeks and we're back and people are already changing the channel they're yeah. like oh they're already talking about dicks and <laughs> it's up. only been two minutes ah <laughs> <Lit. laughs> uh, anyway so yeah we're back i'm feeling a little bit more healthy i still got a little bit of a dry cough so better
0: you know what? i'm about to walk truck truck out of this place like Kanye on
1: West. strike like tim tim <laughs> <Yeah>. cast <laughs> he's leaving you leaving <laughs> well here's he the thing thought he was gonna get punched or something oh uh, poor tim yeah he had a rough week that
0: was hilarious because it's like he was just being normal like and then yeah. they, they made it into something and he was just kind of like what oh, tim okay. yeah yeah
1: yeah, I think I think Kanye was a little bit. So what we're talking about is Tim Cast, Tim Pool. He had the Yay. It's not Kanye anymore. It's oh, sorry. You get sued. Probably. Yay was on. He needs money. Now. And uh, like twenty minutes into the thing, he just got up and walked out and <laughs> mm, yeah. left. And I think it was he was trying to get Tim. It, he was trying to get Tim to basically talk about the people that he thought have been ruining his career and, 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 he just t- and Tim would yeah, and Tim would only say they and he was like, You gotta say the word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's like the 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 whatever he said, something about
0: the corporate media or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what he was talking about. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> it it could have been a misunderstanding, I don't know. I mean Yeah or it's kind a of a weird thing,
0: dude. The thing to gather attention.
1: Yeah. Like, oh. I think it's a little bit lame though that he's I mean he's been <laughs> dude he's got that guy's gotten canceled. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, everything. Yeah. I mean, Which, everybody's sure. dropping him.
0: Which, whatever, but when people are holding your money, yeah,
1: that's fucked up. Mm. Yeah. Isn't there a bank that won't let him have access to his money? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even see how that's legal. Me either. I mean, it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. As long as it's not illegal, you can't withhold somebody's money from them if right. it's their yeah. property. In fact, I think what you're doing is actually illegal by withholding it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that shit's fucked yeah.
0: fucking crazy. That dude's a fucking batshit turd to me, but Yeah, he's he's definitely dude. But still, you can say you should yeah. be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're offended by it, don't fucking listen.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You hearing that people? Yeah. <laughs> To the one person that's still listening?
0: Yeah.
1: But, now we're just talking my mom, to dead air. <laughs> no, my mom's still listening. So, yeah, thanks to the uh, listeners that reached out and uh, were like, hey, dude, what's going on? You guys, uh, did you guys break up or something? <laughs> we my, quit. We quit. We're on strike. Like Real. the rail yard. Ra- ra- yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was like Greg Ginsong, dude. Breaking The breakup song. They don't ride like that anymore. (laughs) 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 He was walking across the room looking at me. (laughs) uh, 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 uh. (laughs) Then Jake got behind (laughs) the microphone. I grabbed a beef stick and put it in my mouth. Mouth?
0: My mouth. Okay, okay. I was going somewhere else with that.
1: (laughs) We're off the rails oh already choice. again. <laughs> Dint, din. We're off the fucking rails again. Uh, 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 <coughs> Probably
0: gonna get sued for copyright infringement. Might be whole my choice.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, wrong one. There it is. Thank you. Ah, That was
0: good. That was probably (laughs) one of the best comments ever. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. So it's been a while, but you've grown some hair.
1: I've got full. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got a head of hair, dude. I almost shaved it last week, almost. Because I got online to book a haircut appointment with the guy I used to go get my haircut. Shit's thirty five dollars now. Yeah, like, just damn, share. son, thirty five bucks.
0: <laughs> I mean, phobia, I get, I, <laughs> yeah, <phobia. laughs> I get those. You know, they have to make a living, but mm. that's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you got a full head Rushless. of hair like that, I mean, <laughs> it, it just waltzes in here showing us up. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to grow a beard too, and a hair. Yeah, and Luke yep. and I can just grow beards.
1: Yeah, no, my bad. Yeah, thanks. Oh. <sighs> it is what it is.
0: <clears> Steamroller <throat> Steve wanted us to ask if you wanted a
1: sink for your three-car garage. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Does he got one for sale or you got one for free? It's his old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would take it. Jesus. How big is it? You hear that? How big is it? It's like, it's a, like normal. a kitchen sink. It's like yeah. a kitchen sink. Yeah. Like mm. a utility? It's kitchen sink. Like kitchen sink. Oh, probably too big for my. Well, I could knock out a couple shelves. <laughs> 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 I'll knock over a couple shelves and then I'll, <laughs> I'll take it.
0: Just to get that sink in here. God mm-hmm. damn.
1: Yeah. That would be cool to have a sink in there. Mm hmm. Because I end up using the utility sink for all my other stuff. Like, oh, he's got a utility sink. Uh, in the laundry room, yeah. Oh, I don't have one of those in our <laughs> laundry room. <laughs> what kind of a poor ass are you, dude? Jesus Christ. <coughs> I'm out of here, dude. This yeah, place this is, is too poor. Yeah, this is. Walk this on is... home, boy. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is embarrassing, dude. You just outed yourself as poor. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking dirt. Yep. Just, Deer tape? dirt floors in here yeah it's kind of like going to texas roadhouse <laughs> all, like, all the peanut shells all over the floor <laughs>
0: this guy can even walk into texas roadhouse jesus what yeah how rich he is just yeah. walking in there yeah yeah like, i have no idea what you're talking about yeah
1: i don't even dude i walk in and they know me by, by name
0: i walk in there and go where the fuck's dalton
1: <laughs> <laughs> who's dalton Roadhouse Oh, theme. oh yeah, the original Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. That movie sucked. It it's
0: so awesome. There's a new one coming out.
1: Why? Who's playing him? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh gosh. I
0: <laughs> know. <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was... That a, was I the stupidest movie before. ever. Most movies are stupid. <sighs> he was good in Donnie Darko though. Yeah. He was a little creep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> creep, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, stop sleepwalking,
0: creep. <laughs> stop time traveling, you fucking idiot. Yeah,
1: you're going to have an airplane engine <laughs> fall in your house. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. My bad. If you haven't gotten around to see it yet, <laughs> where you been? Face, where you been? Where you been, uh, dog? That was a pretty cool movie. Yeah. Patrick Swayze was in that, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was. Weird. Mm. Shit. Oh, yeah. That is weird. Now that I think yeah. I, I got where you're going now. Mm. He was in the movie, and now he's in the movie. Yeah. Think shit. about it. Shit.
0: We just stumbled <laughs> on some shit here.
1: Uh, anyway. You guys got any news?
0: There's Monkey been so much stuff that's happened yeah. in the
1: last two weeks. We can't Monkey even go Monkeypox is gone? It's gone, dude. Everybody's yeah. cured. Yeah. So, moving on. Anything? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Monkeypox is gone. Fauci's gone. Is he uh, gone? <coughs> yeah, it has gone, right? I think so. I think he's I gone think at comes... the end of the month or something, but yeah. he, he gave a little today. retirement
0: speech. He's going to burrow into the ground. Oh, I thought at the end of old face. December. Oh, December. I don't know. <laughs> His five-hole face. Fucking. That dude just, like looks like a weasel. Stay thing. underground, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mole person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ugh. There's a there's a dude at my gym that has a um, sticker on his water bottle, and it's Che Guevara with Fauci's face imposed <laughs> <and> over <laughs> it, <dude. laughs> I'm like, I need that. Where did you get that? Just take it off his cup. I'm just going to <clears> steal <throat> it. It won't ever re-stick, though. That's the problem with sticking. Bring in a hair
0: dryer, get it off of there, and then just use some scotch tape. Yeah. <laughs> just look as ghetto as possible. Well, we are in yep. a, a, a fucking poor's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, we are in South Boise. So, yeah. <sighs>
1: south Boise, south of heaven, motherfucker. Oh! Speaking of which, thanks for sending that, uh earth crisis video today that made my mm-hmm. day
0: yeah that was listen to those guys like
1: all morning earth crisis um cover of children of the grave mm-hmm. youtube it it's pretty it's rad. Good. it's pretty
0: in the same we got a bunch of good ass covers on that that rob zombie one's a good cover too of yeah children yeah of the grave too. yeah they did a good job mm-hmm. too um, i think those are both equally good covers mm-hmm.
1: Did you ever see the Phil, Phil and those guys? That, I sent it to you. They did the cover of the Ace of Spades by Motorhead.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. That is a really good, good mm-hmm. cover.
1: Yep. yep. That was really good. You know what else is a really good cover? Is uh, these two chicks that sing that song um, by Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> chicks? I don't know. Mm. It's like some acoustic song. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. It's better than his version. I'm
0: on Fire is a good song.
1: Yeah. I don't like Bruce
0: Springsteen. He hangs out with Obama too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yep, he's lame. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just dancing in the dark, dog. (laughs) I get up in the evening. And I ain't got nothing to say. I come home in the morning. I go to bed feeling the same way. Then I shit my pants. Then I eat some hot beef sticks.
0: Oh, that's coming, dog. That is. These are a little too hot for Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I brought the regulars up, too. Open those old whiz. Me and the... Hot and spicy old whizzes didn't get along last time. Open those ones? Yeah, we heard. Yeah. Open those ones and we can all try them. You open them. I'll let you know. I'll
1: I'll open them. Give me that. What a pussy. Who invited this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. These aren't even real. (laughs) They're like such big bags. It's like. (laughs) They are pretty big.
0: I would cut them in half. I That's should
1: what she said. Mm, those are good, tasty, not very spicy, savory. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Luke,
0: have one of
1: those. Yeah, I have one. That's not going to burn your beehole. <laughs> His I will not
0: submit to peer pressure.
1: <laughs> pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> my beehole, my my choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So no no news. No news is good news, right?
0: There's too much news. There's too much. Whatever. Can't keep up with it. It's lame. Murders up north. Oh, oh yeah. Man.
1: That's right. There was a quadruple murder in Idaho. All over the news. Nationwide news. So, unsolved still, people.
0: Dun, dun, dun. So. Maybe in about, what, 30 years, we'll cover that one.
1: Yeah. Once yeah. it's declassified once everybody's forgotten about it yeah we'll cover it no that'll be in like a year <laughs> yeah we'll be like yeah there was this murder people are like where yeah what are you talking iowa <laughs> <laughs> what's that anyway yeah okay well i think this week we're going to continue our jfk episode um, i think this is number three we're going to talk today about Whoa. Excuse, turkey. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hi, everyone. Good night. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Maybe I'm not totally well yet.
0: He's having a relapse of yeah. RSVP <laughs> RSV or whatever me. the fuck. <laughs> <that> RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got RSVP.
1: This fucking guy with RSVP. <laughs> whatever. Um... So yeah, we're going to talk about the actual assassination, the Kennedy, the kill shot tonight. Kind of do a little bit of an overview and then timeline, like a little bit more detailed in the timeline and then talking about the official narrative. So that's mainly what we're talking about tonight is the official narrative. Like what came out of the Warren Commission report and the government's like, actual narrative
0: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> then talk about some of the issues and start kind of picking apart individual pieces over the next couple weeks um to keep in mind like we can't literally well we could but we would do we'd be here forever and probably it's not even possible to cover every single little you know angle and you know mm-hmm. every little thing that happened during the entire thing um without it being yeah
0: a jfk only Podcast, like, yeah, there's so much shit in, involved in it. It's like,
1: yeah, wow, there's some people out there that do that that have JFK only podcasts and they've got 130, 150 episodes, you know. So, check those out, but also at the same time, I think if you're gonna really go down that trail, you'd have to read the Warren Commission because there's so much stuff in the Warren Commission report that that thing's like 900 pages, like, it's ridiculous.
0: Well, I'm out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's so much in there. And there's so much in there that's like a lot of these (laughs) researchers have gone in and dug up and then exposed that there was a lot of conflicting information in the Warren report for the official narrative. So it's just Mm kind of like one of those things where I think that the Kennedy assassination is, excuse me, probably one of the easiest. Conspiracies to prove. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way that one dude did it.
0: Mm-hmm. There's just
1: no way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Boom.
0: Mic drop. Well, shut this shit down, Luke just fucking ruined it. Yeah, I did. What are you eating? That was a cough drop. Oh shit! Not He's a, eating that cough drop
1: <laughs> and beef stick at the same yeah. time. I was like, Duh. "What the hell? Black, black licorice cough drop plus beef stick equals <laughs> yum." I was like, <laughs> "And boy, a liquid D." Those lime. have been in the fridge for a while. <laughs> it's just ice on this beef stick. No big deal. God damn. So yeah, so we'll talk about kind of the overview of the whole situation, and then and then go from there. So the Kennedy. Crack it open. Let's see this. Luke's getting on the D. <laughs> Luke's on the D train.
0: Fucking pussies.
1: Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because you don't like it? Yeah.
0: Whatever. You guys are pussies.
1: Yeah. Yep. At least over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come across the the table and say that, man? I'm coming under the (laughs) (laughs) table. Of course you are. (laughs) Lips lips (laughs) pursed. Like a fish. So, the Kennedy assassination. magnifying glass. (laughs) (laughs) No way, dude. You need that telescope over there. Still can't
0: see it. (laughs) Anyway,
1: Friday, November 22nd, 1963, 12.30 p.m. Central Time, one thirty Eastern, JFK is assassinated on Elm Street as a motorcade is driving towards the Stimmons Freeway en route to Dallas Trademark for a luncheon. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And I think when we get into, we'll do an episode on just the symbolism stuff. And it's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think about it until I started kind of paying attention more to the mystery schools. Mystery religion, Babylon in particular. And holy crap, there's a lot of symbolism that happened on that day. Mm -hmm. So the official story is JFK is killed by a lone gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald, a.k.a. Oswald, (laughs) who is a former U.S. Marine and he assassinated jfk because of his pro-communist views kind of weird though because a lot of people considered kennedy to be a communist so all of his uh, backdoor workings with khrushchev and not wanting to take out cuba and clean out Mm -hmm. castro and there was like so many things trying to work with the russians for the space during the space race and There was a lot of people that thought he was a communist, so it's funny that an actual guy that espoused communist views kills him. Mm -hmm. But whatever. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly used a 6.5 by 52 millimeter Italian-made Malachar Carcano rifle, fired three shots from the southeast corner of the sixth floor of the school book depository in Dallas, Texas. During the assassination, Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly shot Kennedy twice, and then Texas Governor Connolly once, which caused three wounds in Connolly, and then a bystander named James Tegg was superficially wounded on his cheek. And we'll go into some more of the details on that later on in this episode. Then after the assassination, Lee Harvey Oswald allegedly... uh, is alleged to have fled the school book depository caught a bus i've also heard that he got a ride i've heard both stories Mm -hmm. so i don't know which one's true but somehow he ended up catching a ride to oak hill which is a subdivision southwest of Dealey plaza looking at the map it's like a couple miles as the flow as the crow flies Mm -hmm. kind of south southwest of Dealey. he went to a guest house Ends up supposedly grabbing a pistol, changes his clothes, I think, or gets a jacket, leaves a jacket, one of the two, and then goes for a walk, gets contacted by Dallas PD officer J.D. Tippett, and then Oswald allegedly shoots him several times, killing him, flees the area, and then hides out in the Texas theater on Jefferson Boulevard, where he's found by Uh, several Dallas PD officers and arrested for the murder of J.D. Tippett about 15, 20 minutes after he allegedly killed J.D. Tippett. Hmm. And then, like I said, we're not going to necessarily go into, I don't feel like we should go into the details of all the Oswald stuff necessarily today. Maybe leave that for its own episode because there's so many things, dude. It's just like, you know, I mean, just like, the difference between somebody alleging to have seen him on the second or third floor at a Coke machine, somebody seeing him at a, you know, eating lunch or eating a sandwich while the motorcade's going by, somebody seeing him on the sixth floor, somebody, you know, like all these different things. There's, you could get in the weeds with this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you
0: definitely go high and right. Yeah. So, real easy. And we do
1: that easy (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like double easy for us yeah um boner (laughs) boom there it is we're off so after the shooting uh jfk is taken to parkland memorial which is like north of uh dealey plaza north of the trademark everything that was like if you look at a map you had dealey plaza then you had north of that would have been trademark where he was going to be given the luncheon or going to the luncheon north of that was parkland and then north of that is love field where where air force one was so he's pronounced dead at parkland hospital put in a casket which i got a question about that earlier later put in a casket and then driven to love field put on an airplane on air force one lbj is sworn in with his Wife, She's, what would you consider her? She's still a spouse, but deceased, a survived spouse, I guess, a widowed. Yeah, his widower, widow. And then she's standing there and she gets, he gets sworn in as the president. And then they fly back to DC. She goes, oh, here's his skull too. Yeah. Oh, here's some of his brain. (laughs) Um, And then the next day is when the uh, actual autopsy, if you want to call it that, was takes place at place at Bethesda Naval Hospital in Maryland. Um, And then in the bigger picture on the 29th, so about what is that? Seven Seven days, days. seven days after the assassination, LBJ uh, signs Earl Warren and uh, um, Richard Russell Jr. John Cooper, Hale Boggs, Gerald Ford, John McCoy and Alan Dulles as the Warren Commission to do an actual formal investigation. Backtracking just a little bit, uh, two days after the assassination on November 24th, 1963, Lee Harvey Oswald is assassinated by Jack Ruby in the basement of the basement garage of Dallas PD. Jack Ruby claims he was distraught over Kennedy's death and he wanted to spare Jackie from coming back to Dallas for a murder trial. Obviously, lots of bullshit in that. Mm-hmm. Um, dude got MK Ultra, like nobody's <clears throat> business. <clears throat> but Heath? we'll do a whole episode <clears throat> just on Jack Ruby because that that whole thing is crazy too. Mm-hmm. Did you
0: ever see the autopsy book? When I was in elementary school, a kid had it, brought it to school, and we were looking at the autopsy photos.
1: Yeah, is that the one that it looked, that they redid that makes it look like it was the back of his head that was gone? I can't even remember. It's fucking elementary school when we are
0: looking at it, but it was just like, mm. oh, man, look yeah. At that. But it's like a book that came out with mm. the pictures and shit in it.
1: I don't think I ever remember the book, but I do remember seeing some pictures in a book of the autopsy. Yeah, it was... And that whole thing was. When you're a super, kid, you're like, yeah. oh, look
0: at that. That's great. Yeah. Faces of death, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I
1: should have.
0: Fucking forgot about the. Oh, your certificate. certificate.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, the,
0: the liar. a man over here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so. Lee Harvey Oswald, with Lee Harvey Oswald dead, Um, story runs about the lone gunman. Warren Commission concludes the investigation in 64 that Lee Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman, lone assassin, and case is closed. Boom. Just like that. See you guys later. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Well, (laughs) bye. (laughs) So that's the official narrative. Um, As it's stated, we'll get into the timeline now about the... The A little bit more of the details, but like I said, going into every single little detail in one episode, it would just, you just go off on too many tangents. So I think you got to break it up to where it's like, talk about an overview, timeline overview, and then specifically talk about individual people and individual things that happened because that's much more manageable. And once you start adding in all those little things and the little pieces of what, Orville Nick saw versus what Lee Bowers saw, which is what, you know, whoever, you know, verse, it's like obvious that there was a conspiracy to kill this dude. Whoa. Jesus. Mic down. Check one, two. What are you new? <laughs> new to this or what? Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so, uh, and, um... so let's talk about the actual, do you have anything to add? Nope. Anything <coughs> over there? I think etiquette. Uh, etiquette.
0: I think with breaking it up like this, like you said, it, it'll it'll be a lot more manageable. And mm-hmm. if you're trying to focus on, you know, what this guy was doing and what this guy was doing and this guy, kind of at the same time, then you're just going, you know, all it's over the much. fucking place. <laughs> yeah, it's <and laughs> too thing hard to is follow. Too much anyway. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so.
1: yeah. Sure. And I feel like there's a lot of. um there's a lot of researchers out there that have done a lot of work and gone into the uber details. And I've listened to a lot of them, followed some of their stuff, read some of their books. But I also feel like even some of those guys kind of kind of start chasing shadows a little bit. You guys all right? What you doing? I thought you... I spit out some beef stick on no. touching it. You did. Did you? Yeah. Jesus
0: But I mean that's, that's embarrassing. embarrassing fucking dirt floor anyway, yeah. so, okay, no so This place does have <laughs> a hole in his face. They should have never gave you money. <laughs> 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 One of the dogs will get it. <laughs>
1: um, but I even feel like some of those people kind of got... I think that they get into it and they start like specifically trying to look at like pictures. Like, oh, well, look at this picture. There's a guy here with a radio. It's like, bro, there is no way to prove that that guy is holding a radio because of how pixelated and old the picture is. It's just, there's no way. Unless you actually have a close-up picture of somebody holding a radio, any black shadow could look like a radio. Yep. Right? Well, the
0: the one with the umbrella and the
1: signaling and all that shit. Which I do think that, and we'll get into that specifically on another episode, but I do think that there was some signaling going down, but I don't think it was signaling the way that some of these other researchers have said. I think it was more of like a visual cue for the drivers and the shooters. Is what I think. But like that's my opinion, man. Yeah. Jaggy. Do you hear me? <laughs> so the day of the assassination, Friday, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, here's kind of like the overall timeline like I said, kind of start to finish of the actual event. So JFK, the trip to Dallas began kind of in the planning stages in June of 63 as a conversation amongst Kennedy, LBJ, and some other Democrats about wanting to reunite the party in Texas. The, the Democratic Party in Texas is kind of falling apart, and they feel like they need to reunite it and make a, a run again, for the presidency and then obviously for the their candidates in the state, at the state level. So the trip gets finalized in September of 63, and it's planned for November of 63. Now, at the same time that that's happening, there's also some Majestic 12 stuff that happens on the back end that I'll mention now, but we'll have to come back to it later on, where there's some documents that were ultimately found that were between the Majestic 12, the group that we we talked about in the episodes about UFOs and Jack Parsons and all that stuff. And there were some memos that were written by Alan Dulles, a member of the Majestic 12, that seemed to be, around this time, that seemed to be greenlighting some kind of a assassination operation against Kennedy. Specifically, a... It was a recovered memo that was supposed to be burned. Some of it was burned, but somebody recovered it and then it ended up getting out. It was declassified later on.
0: And then he becomes part of the Warren Commission. Yes.
1: And specifically in the memo, he talks about the lack of control and not having the Majestic 12 not having the lack of control in Washington that they needed and that there was a lack of precipitation, and that it should be wet, and that the, the, the Majestic 12 needed to have, an, they needed an answer for what they were gonna do. So it was written in a code, and some people have decoded that to meaning like some old Soviet war um, spy craft, like that was a a, a, a hit, essentially that talking about being wet and precipitation and things like that was like a code for taking somebody out
0: so like i said but then there's the guy with the umbrella yeah like
1: yeah right there yeah hmm. exactly so it it does like i said it starts to (coughs) kind of like pull you down into these little you know rabbit trails and offshoots and so but keep that in mind so trips finalized in september for november and around september october is when this majestic 12 memo document came out about the precipitation and what they needed to do in order to basically regain the control of washington um, the parade route was finalized and published around november 18 1963 and then on the morning of November 22nd, 1963, Kennedy was in Fort Worth attending a breakfast. He gives a speech. The speech is actually on video, he talks about his wife, and it's a big deal. Um, he boards Air Force One and departs Fort Worth, which is like right next to Dallas, at 11.10 a.m. 15 minutes later, he lands at Love Field, which it's like, why didn't you guys just drive? <laughs> <laughs> like, You literally like... Took off, circled the airport, and then landed. It probably took more time taxiing than it did to actually fly that far. Anyway, um, so they land in Love Field, Dallas Love Field, about 15 minutes later, somewhere in the ballpark of 11.25, 11.30-ish. Then the motorcade departs from Love Field at about 11.40 a.m., was planned for driving through downtown Dallas, finishing out, rounding out through Dealey Plaza, heading to the Stemmons Freeway, going northbound uh, about a mile or mile and a half to the Trademark with an ETA of being at the Trademark at 12.15 p.m. In
0: a convertible.
1: Yeah. So about a half hour to go from Love Field through Dallas and then out Dealey Plaza, Stemmons Freeway, back north. And I'm going to bring up something a little bit later about the parade route that to me has always been a little bit weird, but um, we'll deal with that later. So as the motorcade made its way through Dallas, Kennedy directed it to make two unplanned stops, putting it about 10 to 15 minutes behind schedule. So that's kind of an interesting piece because... When I started looking at the, num- like, once again, the numbers, because we talked about the Uvalde shooting, the numbers, like, every, you know, NASA, mm-hmm. the numbers, like, everything in the occult and the numbers, there was, like, all these numbers that were dr- just jumping out of this investigation of Kennedy at me, and I'm like, dude, these are all occult numbers. Like, what the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. So i am thinking to myself, you know, <clears throat> if this was a planned ritual sacrifice of a king, right, which we'll talk about that in another episode, the numbers would make perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But then I go to a thing like this, and I'm like, he was actually 10 to 15 minutes behind schedule because he was directing stops to basically mingle with the crowd. Mm -hmm. So if he hadn't done that, would the assassination have taken place at 12.15? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then that would have changed all the other numbers. So... I go back to that. Was it a supernatural event that kind of inspired that or was able to kind of like, you know, slow that stuff down? Or was this just coincidence? Man man did this and then it's just the numbers are just coincidence. Yeah. I don't know. Getting off. Yeah. Getting off yeah. on it again.
0: That's what I think about, you know, a lot of that stuff. It's like there is definitely going to be, coincidences where things happen at you know certain times or you know that particular number whether it's they drove this many miles or you know yeah but then at the same time it's like all of these huge events it's all the same shit popping up
1: it's all the same numbers it's it's all the same stuff you're just like how is that possible Mm -hmm. i mean i just don't i don't get it yeah so anyway um, the motorcade itself, several cars were in the motorcade, but we're going to talk specifically about the three cars, the first three. So the first car had Dallas PD chief, Jesse Curry, Sheriff, uh, the sheriff of that county that they were in, in Dallas, Bill Decker. Secret Service agent Wynn Lawson and then Secret Service Dallas field agent Forrest Sorrells were in the first car. So that was considered the lead car. Second car, driver was a Secret Service agent Bill Greer. Sitting next to him was Secret Service agent Roy Kellerman. And then in the middle seat, you had Nellie Connolly behind the driver, which was John, uh, Governor John, John Connolly's wife. Then on the right hand side, Behind the passenger seat uh, or the passenger side was um, Governor John Connolly. And then in the back seat on the driver's side was Jackie Kennedy with John Kennedy sitting on the passenger side. And then in the third car, this is where the car had it was loaded down with a lot more Secret Service agents. You had the driver was Secret Service agent Sam Kinney. And then uh, passenger was Secret Service agent Emery Roberts. And then you had presidential aides Ken O'Donnell and Dave Powers. And then Secret Service agents uh, George Hickey and Glenn Bennett. And then on the running board, so the four dudes that were standing, was Clint Hill, Jack Reedy, Tom McIntyre, or it's Tim McIntyre, and then Paul Landis. And the one that's important is Clint Hill. Because Clint Hill was not originally supposed to be on this operation, he was a last-minute replacement as a personal request from Jackie. Jackie really liked him, and he was actually supposed to stay, I think, in Fort Worth, or he was supposed to stay because uh, Kennedy was going to make a couple more rounds originally. He was going to leave, and he was supposed to go to um, Houston, San Antonio, something like that, and then he was going to leave Um Or he had already done that i can't remember vice versa but he was he had visited a bunch of major cities in texas and clint hill was supposed to be in one of those other cities jackie found out and she wanted him with them so that's important because allegedly all these other dudes stayed out super late the night before and partied hard with a bunch of strippers at a weird unknown club in dallas don't don't know if it was jack ruby's carousel club or what it was but supposedly these guys got shit-faced all night long and then you know the only dude that actually did a secret service action that day was clint hill and he was the only one that was not probably still drunk yeah allegedly this is all legend. yeah yeah this is all legend <laughs> So at 12.30 p.m., the motorcade enters Dealey Plaza from Houston Street. So Houston runs kind of like north and south, and then then Elm Street kind of like veers off at a southwest curve going through an opening known as, on the right, the grassy knoll and the pergola, and then a big open grassy area on the left, which would be east and west of the road. And then it goes under the triple underpass or under the under the railroad which they call the triple underpass and then heads to the Stemmons Freeway which is like a major arterial for traffic um so they turn left onto Elm Street from Houston making a 120 degree turn which supposedly 90 or anything over 90 is forbidden in in the secret service policy but they make a 120 degree turn passing in front of the school books depository which is on the uh north side i guess it'd be the north northwest side of the road because it kind of runs at an angle as the motorcade passed in front of the school book depository a gunshot rings out described uh, witnesses later described it and bystanders later described it as sounding like a motorcycle backfire or a firecracker so nobody initially most of not not every not nobody but most of the people that were bystanders didn't think that the first shot was a gunshot they thought it was something else now uh, amongst the people that were in the cars like Connolly and some of the other secret service agents they actually thought it was a gunshot the first one so as they're turning down elm street kennedy's got his right hand out the out the side of the convertible, he's waving to the crowd. Connolly initially hears the first shot, claimed later that he knew that it was a high powered rifle. He looked over his right shoulder, didn't see Kennedy, so he goes to turn to look over his left shoulder, and as he's turning left is when he gets shot in the back. The doctors later said that he was left of center about 20 degrees. When that round went through his uh, fifth rib of his shoulder, kind of exited just below his right pec, below his nipple, went through his right wrist, the radial bone, shattered it, and then lodged down into his uh, left thigh. So at the same time that that had happened, supposedly Kennedy had been shot in the back, in between his shoulder blades, and the round had exited out his neck. When he does that. Yep. Out <clears throat> the, the trachea. Um, just blows adam's apple through the knot in his in his uh tie and then that was the bullet that turned and went into uh john Connolly's back and then through his arm and then into his leg Hmm. so one bullet supposedly made seven different wounds entry wounds exit wounds to combined that's why they called it the magic bullet we'll talk a little bit more about that yeah Mm -hmm. in in a little bit so um JFK stopped waving and then is seen on the Zapruder film as initially reaching and clutching his throat. Now there's some discrepancies in the Zapruder film because it's, there's a, there's some missing frames Mm -hmm. which we'll have to talk specifically about Zapruder in another episode because there's some, definitely some shady things with Mm -hmm. that and there's some connections with him that I think are too convenient. Yep. So, JFK is seen waving his hand, and then he stops waving his hand. There's a blurp in the video, and then he's seen clutching his throat. And that's when Jackie starts to kind of like try to grab him to see that something's wrong with him. And then as the motorcade passed the signs for the Stem and Freeway, the kill shot happens. Kennedy takes one to the, side of the, the right side of his head, and it's all pretty much flapper. over. Big mm-hmm. old flapper. Um, at that point Jackie jumps out of the back seat climbs onto the trunk allegedly grabs a piece of his head brain skull matter something she grabs a piece of his head and then starts to try to climb back into the seat where he is as he slumped over and at the same time Clint Hill had jumped off a of car number three had ran and tried to climb onto car number two's trunk and was climbing onto the trunk as the car is accelerating away towards the triple underpass um kind of interesting because the driver claimed that once he heard the first gunshot he sped up the entire time but the video shows that it looks like he actually was on the brakes Mm -hmm. until the kill shot and then once the kill shot happens then he's on the gas and i think in another episode going into some of those physical markers like the umbrella man the chicken mm-hmm. red i think that those were visual markers that if it hadn't happened by these certain locations you got to stop the car got to get the kill shot and then move is that what i think but i could sense. be wrong mm-hmm. so car car two once um clint hills on the on the back end of it <coughs> climbing in they haul ass they drive under the uh triple underpass jump on Sem- stemmen's freeway northbound straight to parkland now, James Tigg was standing down by the triple underpass in the center of the – in in between Main Street or Commerce and Elm in the grass where a bunch of
0: – The median.
1: Yeah, the median where a bunch of people had been bystanding. Now, down where James Tigg was, there were way less people because that was kind of like the end of the, the motorcade route. But he was standing down there by that uh, embankment from the bridge and during the shot sequence he claimed later that he felt something sting his cheek and when the police were coming through or the uh, some of the sheriff's deputies were coming through after the shots had been fired the motorcade was gone and Dealey Plaza was in a total chaos he is contacted by the police police say hey you're bleeding and then um he points out that he was stung by something and that's when the police find like a bullet uh, smear mark like on the uh, edge of the curb. Mm-hmm. And so it looked like that bullet had hit the curb and then splashed up and then caught him in the face, which it makes sense. I've shot steel targets for a long time and I've definitely caught splashback from steel from side shooters or, you know, my own shooting or being too close to the target. And so the bullet, when it does hit something like concrete or rock or, you know, anything that's very dense steel, it frags out. And then just kind of like the bullet ruptures and like disintegrates in a way. Mm-hmm. And so you'll have little pieces of frag that go everywhere. And So it's important to wear eye pro when you're shooting so that you don't catch one of those in the eyeball. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been close. I've definitely caught a caught frags on the edge of my glasses before i've caught frag in the glasses so um but anyway so later on about nine months later the fbi ended up going down and removing that chunk of curb and concluded that the smear contained metal traces that were consistent with um, a bullet they said specifically in the warren report that it was uh, bullet fragments from uh that were consistent with lee harvey oswald's 6.5. 6.5. Of course. Malachar Carcano <laughs> bullets. Um, so fast forward at Parkland, JFK is pronounced dead at 1 p.m. central time. So 30 minutes from the time that he was shot. And then at the same time, a whole bullet is found on the stretcher. <laughs> That's completely clean. Looks like it, it looked like a reload bullet. Mm-hmm. Like you go down and you buy bullets and you go to reload them. This thing had never been shot. Yeah. You shoot a bullet out of a gun, no matter what, and you you, you shoot it a hundred yards, lob it into grass, and then go down and pick it up. It's going to be deformed because of the heat, mm-hmm. right? As as the bullet's going down the barrel, it's going down at such f- speed and such friction of that metal barrel, that rifling of the barrel, that it it's elongating. It's it's changing the bullet shape immediately. Any bullet that's been fired looks like it's been fired. Yeah. So that picture that they found, that's 100% fake.
0: Um, and so, the, the way they found it was kind of pretty sh- shady, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, look, here it is. Well, hey, that. everybody, is that a bullet <laughs> over what, there? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Everybody's like looking down. To the uh, room where Kennedy is, and the one guy's like grabs in his pocket, ding, ding, ding.
1: Hey, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, super sus. So then at 1:33, interesting timing. Mm 1:33, the press uh, release, press secretary releases a statement saying that um, Kennedy's been killed. So at 1:40 p.m., Oswald is in is arrested at the Texas Theater in Oak Hill for murdering J.D. Tippett. He had supposedly murdered J.D. Tippett around 1.20, 1.30ish, and then 15, 20 minutes later, he was found in the Texas Theater and arrested. Approximately 2.38 p.m., so this is about two hours after Kennedy had been shot. um, Kennedy's body is loaded up in a casket, brought down to Love Field, put on Air Force One, and then LBJ is sworn in as the 36th president of the United States by US district judge Sam or sorry Sarah Hughes with Jackie Kennedy standing next to him still wearing bloody clothes from the assassination kind of crazy that nobody bothered to collect her clothes mm-hmm. as evidence mm-hmm.
0: super weird and always carry a casket with you wherever you go yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about that <laughs> for sure
1: um and then bodies back the truck. Yep, bodies loaded up and then transported back to DC. Um, a couple things before we go into that's the official narrative. Before we in the official the 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 rough timeline of the official narrative, but before we go into some of the issues, <coughs> excuse me. During the assassination, the power went out at the school book depository for the time that the motorcade was arriving and then leaving and then the power went back on. Also, all of the White House phone lines went down for an hour during the assassination. So kind of ironic that in D.C., which is, what, the three-hour flight from Dallas at the same time that he's being killed, their phone lines are all going down, and the power's out in the exact location of the shooter. Mm -hmm. Kind of strange. Coincidental time. So that's about it. Anything else on the official narrative that you guys can think of? Sounds all legit. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the up and up. Just yep. We're good.
0: I think that's kind of wrapping up the whole Kennedy series. Yeah, we know we know it's over. It. There's we no who did it.
1: Lee, yeah. Ar- Lee Harvey Oswald did it. <laughs> so so there we go. Yeah, we're out. Um, So I'll just bring up a couple – points that I feel are definite issues with the official narrative, first one being the vice president and the president being in the same spot at the same time, that cannot be standard operating procedure. In fact, Obama's been here before, Cheney's been here before, and so has um, (coughs) George Bush. And each one of those times that those presidents or vice presidents have been here, they have not been here at the same time as their vice president. So I don't think that, other than outside of a Washington D.C. controlled environment, I don't think I've seen the president and the vice president being in the same place at the same time.
0: This was probably the precedent setter for that. And maybe, <laughs> and, and
1: maybe it was. You know, maybe it was. But. You have Air Force One, you have Air Force Two. I mean, even during nine eleven, Bush was in Florida giving the "My Pet Goat" speech, mm-hmm. reading the book to the kids, and Cheney was back in D.C. and then got you know whisked off into Air Force Two and was gone. airborne. Excellent. Yeah, and was gone airborne <laughs> for like seven hours. Yeah, they're like refuel- refueling over the uh, U.S. I mean, they didn't even land. Yep. I thought they took him somewhere to the Midwest during that. He was up up in the air for a long time and then they landed at some bunker in the Midwest. Kansas or Oklahoma or Nebraska something like that. No he talks dog. about it. Yeah. Cheyenne Mountain Complex, baby. Um so to me that just it's super suspicious that not only is he in the motorcade with kennedy when he gets killed but he's like several cars back Mm -hmm. yeah and then he goes to air force one hangs out and then kennedy's body gets loaded up and then he gets sworn into office right there on the yeah right on the nice right on the tarmac (laughs) like two hours afterwards like it just seep super Hell of a promotion. Weird timing. Yeah. Hell of a promotion. It was just a real nice (laughs) surprise. (laughs) Um, The parade route. The parade route. To me, this is super suspicious as well because that 120-degree turn to turn into Dealey Plaza, it doesn't make any sense. Like if I was the one scouting out a parade route, knowing that this is the most important person in the United States, right, that where I'm scouting this parade route for, route, whatever you want to call it, for. I looked at the map and looking at just like the flow of things, it doesn't make sense to me that they landed at Love Field, drove southeast down and then through downtown Dallas, and then out Dealey Plaza to the Stemmons Freeway, then to go north. They made like this big giant circle, right? For basically a two-hour trip. He was supposed to be there at like, you know, 12.15. He lands at 11.30-ish and then goes mobile at around 11.40. Supposed to be at the trademark by 12.15 and then supposed to be back out and ready to go within two hours. So I'm looking at the parade route. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just go from love... Straight down the Stimmons Freeway to the Trademark. Do the Trademark thing first. Then get on the Stimmons Freeway. Go down, exit Dealey Plaza. Drive to Houston Street. And take Houston all the way back up. Mm -hmm. Or, if you wanted to do that, you could just take the Stimmons Freeway all the way down to the south. Exit Dealey Plaza. Drive to Houston Street, go north, you'll drive through Old Town, downtown. You don't go through all the – you go through some buildings, but not like maybe those other buildings. Drive north back up through Houston Street, and it circles around and connects back to the trademark. Then you do your luncheon, then get back on the freeway, and you're you're right there. Mm-hmm. So the way that they did the route just – it looks it, – it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. As a route planner, which I'm not – But looking at that, I'm like, this to me makes more sense Mm -hmm. than the way that they did it. Yeah. So the way they did it, they had to get him in Dealey Plaza going towards the school book depository, make a turn, slow down, and Mm -hmm. then drive right by that grassy knoll. Because if you're going to put shooters over there on top of that rail yard is a perfect place to hide. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect place to get in military logistics. If you need people, you need equipment. On the rail cars,
0: mm-hmm. yep.
1: They they yeah, control all of that. That's yeah. all control. All of the rail yards and the railroads are all controlled by the the feds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to me that just seemed really weird. And then the bullet, then ballistics, like the magic bullet. Obviously, I don't think that that is true. There's no way that it went through JFK's back, out his throat, turned in midair, went down into mm-hmm. Connolly's back. Through his right arm and then down into his thigh. Like mm-hmm. that logistically makes no sense for a bullet to do because when bullets hit things, they hit like a bone or they hit like, you know, a wall. They travel on a same plane until they hit something else, right? Mm-hmm. But at that point, if it's already hit, if it's come straight from the bullet or from the, the bullet's gone straight from the gun right into something dense. And then it skips off to the left, the right, up or down. It's lost a lot of its velocity at that point. And now it's just going to dig into something. It's going to find the next thing and it's going to just stop. It's going to dig into it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think personally, Connolly was shot by whoever was shooting from the school book depository, but they were shooting at Kennedy and they missed Kennedy completely and they caught Connolly because I think he was turning around to the left like this and it went through his back and then out his nipple hit there and then right into his right or left thigh mm-hmm. so he turned like that just like that mm-hmm. and I don't think Kennedy actually got shot in the back I think I think the first shot hit him right in the throat I think mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a head shot and it was low mmm I think it hit him in the throat, and then I think it makes
0: sense. They're trying to make up for oh shit. Yep, and now he's and he's continuing to drive at him, and and, and whoever else is on it is going oh shit somebody, somebody else lighted up.
1: Yep, you had multiple people taking shots, and that's Mm -hmm. why again that was something I was going to talk about in a minute is the witnesses, and the what they what the witnesses claim to have seen and heard are incomplete like. they're, they're completely different than what the Warren report, you know, official narrative was. Mm-hmm. You know, but
0: then there is also um, the dude that got the ricochet in the face. So James Teague, yeah, and that one obviously is coming from behind him. So maybe that first shot that hit um, Connolly, they shot again, missed him. Then the next shot into Kennedy. The next couple shots into him with yeah. uh, him getting shot in the throat, leaning forward, maybe yeah. uh, another missed headshot there.
1: I think Tag had said in his interview with, it was either with the police or it was in the Warren Commission. He said that he thought that he was shot during the second or the third gunshot. He said it wasn't on the first one. That's what I think the first one was over the top of Connolly's head and hit kennedy right in the neck mm-hmm. and i think that that's the reason why kennedy or Connolly heard a crack probably turned to his right didn't see him started turning to his left and then that's when his round went through his back so you would add the overhead shooter from the um from the uh, school book depository shooting at kennedy but like you said mm-hmm. he just went forward because he's starting to kind of slump down so Connolly gets popped and then the second round goes over top of him mm-hmm. and over top of Jackie and everybody else and hits the curb and hits Teg in the face. Mm-hmm. And then you have the kill shot coming from the front as they're driving towards the Stemmons freeway. Yeah. It sounds like got the same bullet to me. Yeah, it was definitely the same. And then
0: there's that uh, building right at the intersection kind of in line with, you know, the turn onto Elm where the there's Daltex. the people in the kind of in the stairway and There's windows open in that. So, I mean, there's probably people all over that.
1: Yeah, definitely a triangulation of fire for sure. And I think they had, there was a, a little while I used to think that Oswald probably, or that there was no shots from the actual school book depository that that was all staged. But I do think that there was, there had to have been gunshots from the school book depository because they needed that angle. And I think originally they wanted that angle to be the one but when they were missing you know mm-hmm. then the the, the the final dude had to take that face shot or that front the one from the front mm-hmm. which would have been the front end uh, to the right of kennedy as he's driving towards stemmons um so yeah but yeah witness statement warren commission they they don't jive multiple witnesses describe seeing two gunmen in the school book depository window. They heard shots from the front and the rear, so shots from the school book depository, and people like as a pruder heard gunshots from the behind them at the grassy knoll up on the the stockyard fence area. Um you know, Lee Harvey Oswald's whereabouts and the witness statements, none of that stuff jives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all in conflict. Um Dallas PD ended up contacting several. Here's another issue: is Dallas PD contacted a bunch of people on the on the knoll and in that uh, rail yard um, that were who ID'd themselves as being Secret Service or FBI, and then they got let go. But then the official narrative was that there were no Secret Service or FBI people other than the people that were at Secret Service that were in the motorcade. There were no other Secret Service people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So whoever was able to do that, had to have the juice to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You had to look a certain way. You had to act certain way. You probably had to have some kind of credentials to be able to flash at somebody that could pass a smell test. Yeah. So, um, and then there was witness statements from people that claimed that they were scooped up near the rail yard by people that claimed that they were secret service or FBI. Mm -hmm. So, Once again, that's in conflict with the actual official narrative. Mm -hmm. The witnesses heard shot sequence that was not consistent with the Warren Commission's lone gunman theory. The Warren Commission's lone gunman theory was bolt action, Malik Carcano, shot, reload, shot, reload, shot, and as fast as you could do it in six seconds, three shots, and then three hits, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there were people that were witnesses that heard Multiple shots more than three and four, that and they heard shots that were on top of each other, so like bang, pause, bang, 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 sequence of shots on top of each other. Which would, if you had a lone gunman that was shooting a semi automatic rifle like an AR 10 or something like that, you know, something that could auto feed, sure, mm-hmm. but
0: a bolt action, yeah,
1: bolt action, you're not going to be able to do that. Um. And then the witnesses of the Tippett murder, that doesn't jive either. There's witnesses that say that they saw two people shoot Tippett in the street and then take off. They saw one person shoot him and another person waiting in a car, and then the two people took off. So there were several conflicting uh, statements about the Tippett murder that didn't jive with the original uh, Warren Commission, which was that Oswald was walking down the road, Tippett saw him, pulled him over to his car, went to get out Oswald pulled out a thirty eight shot him five six times, killed him, and then ran off
0: and um that one dude Corey Hughes, yeah, he was talking about um there was like uh revolver casings and semi auto thirty eight casings found mm. at the Tippett murder, yeah, so like
1: yeah, definitely definitely there was more than and i don't even think i don't i'm i'm about 90 percent certain that oswald probably wasn't even there
0: yeah because they were there was also the timeline issue between that and when he was seen at the theater yeah it was like he couldn't make that trip in that short of a time frame to to shoot tippet and then or at least from the time the The shots were heard to the time that he was going into the theater
1: and that there was also another dude that saw him step into like a shoe store or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah the timelines are all weird um lee harvey oswald left the school book depository and then literally goes through the belly of the beast to get to oak hill so he has to like go out and go through dealey plaza in order to get to oak hill which Mm -hmm. to me makes no sense like if you're an assassin like you're going to take the path of least resistance. Like you're going to go out and find whichever way the crowd is. And you're going the exact way mm-hmm. that the crowd is you're getting, you're going to mix it up and get away from where all the cops are. All the cops were down in Dealey Plaza, you know, and at the, around the school book depository. So it makes no sense that he would have traveled through that in order to get to the house that he needed to go to in Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. Like he literally had to go that way. Yeah. So super sus.
0: And then also with him, Um, like the taxi driver that supposedly picked him up. Mm. Um, yeah, I've heard bus,
1: I've heard taxi and I've heard that he got a ride from somebody in a Rambler.
0: Yeah. And in that, uh, that Corey Hughes guy, he was talking about the taxi driver saying that whoever he gave a ride to that was supposedly Oswald didn't, he gave him an address, but didn't know where it was on that street.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: And so we drove like a block or so past the address and then he got out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not weird. Um, And then the hospital sequence, man, the (laughs) hospital sequence to me is alarming. Like the autopsy not taking place when it's fresh. Um, It takes place in a, you know, the next day in a naval hospital, this seems super weird. Um, and then, the, like we talked about earlier, the random casket ready to go. Dude, everybody does that. <laughs> are there just random caskets sitting around the hospitals? Because I thought that they have transported most of the time to the funeral home mm-hmm. where the caskets are in the funeral home yeah. because of logistics of storage and things like that. Because usually they're moving people in body bags,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep one in the truck. Yeah. I mean it could it's Texas, so you know yeah. maybe maybe they do just keep a stock of caskets at the hospitals, but
1: I mean, it just seemed like a weird yeah. thing, like, hey, we just got this random casket here, let's mm-hmm. throw the president in this random yeah, and, and then let's get him out to Air Force One like to me, that seems really strange i've just mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before, yeah,, um, and it
0: seems like with that movement and I could be wrong, but like. Chain of custody stuff, it like there was zero
1: exactly, and that's where I was going with it is that the hospital never even was locked down, mm-hmm. the hospital was never locked down, yeah. So you had all these people that were witnesses to seeing what came in. Um, where wh- the motorcade was a crime scene, dude. Like, mm-hmm. where did it go, yeah? You know, like the motor seed was <laughs> like literally it, the motorcade was a crime scene, mm-hmm. like. I'm thinking that there was probably, other than just being biological material like brain matter and blood and things like that, but you're talking clothing, you're talking uh, potential bullet holes. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things that needed to be searched, like that car needed to be taken as evidence and then thoroughly searched, Yeah. right? And it was just, put it on Air Force One, get it out of here. Like, mm. it's so bizarre. <laughs> it's <sick. laughs> sorry that's luke's stomach yeah (laughs) for once it wasn't Uh, that's a dog noise that's cool oh we're almost done here um the the last couple things lead the lead car with uh police chief curry and sheriff decker they used the police radio to tell other police officers in the area to get to the rail yard where the shots originated and they were the lead car Mm-hmm. so they they jumped on the police radio and said get to the rail yard that's where the shooters are and that's why you had all those first couple motor cops ditching their bikes and running up the hill toward them because they were told to on the radio mm-hmm. you know yeah but the shooter was in the lone gunman he was in the school book depository remember
0: mm-hmm.
1: like to me that is so weird um the last the last two things that I had was why such a public execution? Like the more I think about like this situation and just watching that video, I mean, his head just getting rolled open. Dude. I mean, that's like a super graphic f- thing that happened in front of everybody, right? Like that was a public execution. Shot there, heard around the world. Yeah, there's so many moving parts to an assassination like that. Like, think about it, dude. You got to have... So many things to go right in order to get that done. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't like poisoning the dude been so much easier. <laughs> like he was constant. I mean, reading the darker side of Camelot, man, he was getting shot up with all the feel good shots. I mean, he was like on all kinds mm-hmm. of drugs, dude.
0: Yeah, he's all fucked up. Yeah, man.
1: Know. Like he was. He had a personal doctor that was just like that. Just ran around with him and just prescribed him you know, all kinds of different stuff. Don't you think it would have been easier just to, like, poison the dude?
0: Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson style. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then a lone nut wouldn't have access to be able to poison him, right? Yeah. And it wouldn't have been a big statement piece to everybody. Yeah. You know, so to me, going further into this, it's going to definitely get weird going into what I think is the ritualistic side of it it being a, a potential ritual, you know, act or execution. Like, dude, it's, it happened that way for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yep. they used them. They used a gun in front of thousands of people that were there personally to watch it. And then obviously millions of people have watched it ever since then with the Zapruder film mm-hmm. and the Knicks film.
0: Yeah.
1: So I don't know for being a lone nut oswald sure was a damn good shot mm-hmm. yeah
0: and he got the whole package got tied up super neat yeah with uh, him dying and yeah two the, days later
1: ruby's
0: he, he, gone crazy and dying um, around him.
1: Yeah. And- i mean it and then just going uh, <coughs> just to say this but him walking down into that basement is so strange. When you watch the full video, mm-hmm. it is, it's like staged dude. Mm-hmm. Like there's this big open area right in the middle. Everybody's being super quiet. Nobody's saying like, you can hear like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Oswald. Oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and one shot, one shot, dude. That's all I got. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the whole, you know, car caravan where it had to everything be set up perfectly mm-hmm. in that area where they have to slow down and just like in that police basement everybody had to be kind of cordoned off just to let him mm-hmm. come
1: through you be out in front dude yeah yeah you, you go you know it's super super weird dude like i said i Seen a lot of perp walks, dude, in the in the TV over the years, and you know, I mean, the the perp walks obviously different than they were back then. But that what that it's not like that was in a public parking garage, dude. Mm-hmm. That was in like the police department's yeah. garage. Like <laughs> anybody with a yeah. gun, come on in. Yeah, come on in. The guy <laughs> needed to be let in there. Mm-hmm. He didn't just have access. Yeah. Oh, you got a gun. Cool. Yeah, Come in. Are, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's cool. cool we got him too. I got it I'm a cop. <laughs>
0: cool. Let's shoot stuff. <laughs> I
1: mean, just so bizarre. Oh, yeah. But that's m- most of the, I mean, th- there's way more issues than that. But with the official narrative, like just the basics of it, to me, those are the main issues that always jump out. It's just like, what? Mm-hmm. How, is, how is this like a thing?
0: Yeah. And it's weird watching that video with. Like, uh, you know, the Secret Service before they make that turn. And, like, there's obvious confusion going on because mm. the guys on foot are, like, running up, but then stop and turn around like, what? What are we doing? And, mm. and it's like.
1: Yeah. It's... And then
0: they go out fucking partying all night before. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That to me seems whoa, like it's whoa. a huge would be a huge like
0: issue right Mm -hmm. that's like the same story here with like the 9-11 dudes the parent 9-11 dudes are already in the night before yeah go and do some crazy shit
1: yeah and then get up early and put on their khakis and jump on an airplane with a box cutter it's like Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yeah sure looks like that guy definitely does not have a hangover (laughs) Uh, yeah dude it's just so i mean there's so many moving parts of this thing dude think about like even if it was just one dude right so if it was lee harvey oswald and he was the only guy like looking at that gun that malachar carcano bolt action italian made gun and and they make it the Italians make good sunglasses i'm not knocking them dude they make great shoes good wallets don't know about their guns, but you know, let's say that their their guns are good. But like that old school tiny, you know, scope, probably like a you know one by two or three power, probably nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it just why would you choose that window? I mean, as a as a sniper, I, I mean, and I'm not a sniper, but as a sniper, wouldn't you want like to have a place that you can fire off a shot as an assassin and be able to exfil quickly. Mm -hmm. Like get out, dude, without getting caught, right? Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: And not have to.
1: You got to go six stories down. You got to go through a building. I mean, Mm -hmm. it would have been different if you just hid in there somewhere. Mm
0: -hmm. And be in a spot where if you're in that particular scenario and you're shooting from behind, you don't want the car to be like, moving at an angle away from you yeah where it's just like moving away from you but not left to right or anything where it's just further away so you don't have to like keep moving your barrel following it yeah where it's just like straight in front of you
1: yeah and now there is definitely a a a theory out there that the guy that had the seizure around twelve eighteen, and the ambulance came and it was on houston just on the Uh, what would be, I think the, if I can remember right, I think it's on the north side of the School Book Depository, in between the School Book Depository and the Daltex building, Mm -hmm. like right there at at that portion of the intersection, a dude had a seizure around 1218, and the ambulance came to take him. Now, prior to that, the ambulance driver said that going the two weeks before the assassination, they had been called to that intersection for weird calls for service like several times like 12 to 15 times they'd gone to this area and then they'd get there and there would be nothing there like they were fake calls and he said that he felt that that was a somebody was testing the system to see how fast of a response time would be now if you back up the 1215 he was supposed to be at the the trademark if he hadn't made those two extra stops and put them 5 to 10 to 15 minutes behind schedule, right? If he had been driving through to Dealey Plaza, making the turn to Dealey Plaza 15 minutes before, so around 12.15, that would have put him in the intersection around the same time the guy had the seizure. So was that a staged event to get the motorcade to stop so that sixth floor depository mm-hmm. bang one shot right there while he's stationary mm-hmm. before he's even turned on the elm yeah and when that didn't happen now you've got to have your redundancies mm-hmm. in place because you can't have a failed assassination attempt and have this dude live mm-hmm. right so now
0: it's, it's, it's all or nothing at that yeah, point. yeah now everybody it turns into three to
1: five guys hey everybody get out there the last thing that probably would have happened is you know they would have crashed the car or something like that, and then somebody would have run out with a belt-fed, <laughs> you know, Gatling gun like Jesse Ventura. <laughs> like Predator. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Just freaking
0: eating it up. Just freaking belays down from the bridge. Yes. <laughs> Dude,
1: yeah. So I don't know. Uh, that's where I'm going with it. That, that's... that's I don't know what else you add, but to me, that's just super strange. Yeah.
0: I think we're on the same
1: page with that stuff. Yeah, I think that little
0: little end spot was the end-all, be-all. It's like now or never.
1: Mm -hmm. Fucking just
0: open up. Yep. Get it done. Yep. Who cares at this point? Who's collateral damage?
1: You know, when I watch that video over and over again, it looks like Jackie was so close to getting shot herself on that final one because her head's pretty damn close when his head blows up. They were saying when his head blew up, dude, that the car behind them, so number three car, had bio on it. I believe it. I mean, it just like like well, yeah, the,
0: ruptured, dude. I mean, even the in the the Zapruder film ones that you see,
1: there's like that giant a huge mist. mist. You can see it from the from the Orville Nicks yeah. video. I mean, it's just like, and that's from like a little bit further. It's just like yeah. it's like a cloud, dude. Well, and then they the pink
0: mist. Whatever, I know you talk about it later, but that's Zapruder one that the people got the film back and said, no, it, the mist was way more than what was
1: yeah. here. Well, allegedly, and Corey Hughes talks about it, but allegedly Orville Nix was pretty pretty pissed, or not Orville Nix, Zapruder was pissed the rest of his life because he was looking at it through a telephoto lens and said that it was like, crazy mm-hmm. you know when he was and then uh, apparently the real actual first copy of that thing is like it's like you're standing there watching his head explode yeah yeah, yeah they i mean you can still mm-hmm. see it. it's like that when you go back and watch it on BitChute or youtube or even on the jfk i watched jfk uh the oliver stone propaganda piece a couple weeks ago and it's mm-hmm. just like that's pretty violent, dude. But, I mean, see, imagine seeing the real copy of that. You'd be like, whoa.
0: Yeah, because he said when they got it back,
1: it was not the same. Oh, they scrubbed it and oh, did yeah. all kinds of shenaniganry. Mm-hmm. Shenanigan.
0: And didn't they go <laughs> go back there and run, like, uh, scenarios of it after the fact to try and figure figure shit out? I can't remember if it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, yeah. The reenactment? Susan talked about that stuff. Yeah, did the reenactment. To, yeah. So. Definitely. So I guess. Maybe when they were doing that reenactment, they just needed to get the Zapruder film to, you know, figure out exactly the angles that he was filming at mm. to do that reenactment so that they could edit their film to. Oh,
1: so that they could splice them together. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you could layer them on top of each other. And now you have like a different film. <laughs> and you Kind of like it a just... deep fake. It's like a original, like a, a mm-hmm. old school deep fake. Yeah.
0: But yeah. just blurry enough. Yeah. To where nothing's super clear. And...
1: Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, dude, Jackie almost, she almost got popped in the head, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that would have, dude, that could have, what if that had missed, missed him and hit her. And then he lived. That'd be crazy. I don't think he would have. No, he would have died in the hospital. <laughs> they would have done the old freaking yep. heart attack injection. No, no, you got yeah. shot. You got shot. No, no, okay. yeah. Come on, he, come on. You got shot. Yeah, come he right. died of it. Yeah, he bled out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you guys got anything else?
0: This is a fucking wild one. Yeah. It's all speculation. Yeah. We will never know. Allegedly. Yeah. This whole
1: episode is allegedly. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have anything to do with NOM, so it's all fake. Yeah. Fake yeah. podcast. <laughs> Fucking nom deniers. Nom denier. Denier. Election deniers.
0: All right, well. Okay.
1: That was a damn good episode. Yeah. It was a
0: good one. Damn good. to be
1: back. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week with an episode part four, Kennedy assassination. Cheers. Later. Later.